0: This podcast is designed to keep you up to date with the changes in the business and to give you the mindset, tools, and resources that you need to succeed. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So in this episode of the podcast, I want to talk about some other ways that you could be monetizing your music right now. And when I say monetizing your music, I mean your works of someone else. We call those cover songs. And right now there are a lot of people uh, making a living actually doing cover songs on YouTube. They've been doing it for a long time. And a lot of times I'll get asked the question, well, Rick, how do I monetize a cover? Well, the good news for you is we're talking with Larry Mills today uh, from We Are The Hits. Now they were the first company to actually create this license for you. They didn't create the mechanical license, but they created the license for you to get paid on YouTube, Larry, I appreciate you being here, and uh, tell everyone a little about a little bit about you, a little bit about We Are the Hits, and then let's talk about uh, ways that artists can start making money, especially since the whole world's sitting at home on a phone and a computer right now.
1: That's right. So, uh, well, thanks for having me, Rick. I, I appreciate it. Um, so, my background is I've always worked with independent artists. I've had uh, I've run my own independent record label. I've worked for an independent production library called Pump Audio. Uh, And for a short period of time, I was the VP of uh, kind of strategic marketing uh, and business development at Sony ATV. Uh, When I was at Sony, um, we identified, it was kind of the beginning of this YouTube uh, explosion. This is pre all MCNs and, you know, all the stuff that people are more familiar with now. Um, And there were a lot of people that were doing cover songs and would call Sony and say, hey, I'm doing a cover of, you know, One Republic or Taylor Swift or, you know, the Beatles. Can I get a license to be able to do this? Uh, unfortunately, when you call these sync departments, uh, not unfortunate for the sync department, but unfortunate right. for the for these users is you know when the phone rings at a sync department for better or for worse you know they're not giving something to you for two bucks right so these people would call and they would still get a good deal hey it's going to cost you five hundred dollars or thousand dollars which uh, for people that know the sync world for digital video is is still a fair deal but these users are like wait a minute I'm I'm just singing covers in my basement I don't have $500 and and I'm not necessarily making any money from YouTube because I'm not I don't have a partnership with them, I don't have a deal right. with them, so um, we, we came up with this idea where instead of them getting a license from Sony at the time, uh, the idea is that they would be granting us a license. So um, you know, I always say there's multiple assets, right? So you, you have a song and you have a sound recording, we'll get into how those work with covers. Right, and, and we
0: should also maybe talk about what these licenses are and the various licenses uh- I always try to not assume that everyone understands this. I'm, I'm all
1: I'm all about page 1 Rick. I'm, I'm <laughs> so yeah.
0: and publishing is probably one of the most confusing topics, but that's where the money
1: is. Look, I what's funny when I uh when I got into publishing, I would I would uh talk to my friends that worked at record labels and they would all say the same thing to me which is, you know, uh, I don't know much about publishing, but they seem to make all the money. And I'd be like, well, maybe you should learn about publishing then right if that's where all the money is uh so um yeah that's right so um so it basically works like this right that i always say there's so there's two sides right there's people that write songs and people that record songs so you've got you know i use older uh, examples but you had you know prince right nothing compares to you and sinead o'connor sings it. Yep. So Prince is the writer, Sinead O'Connor's is the singer, all along the Watchtower, Dylan and Hendrix, right, or, 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 you know, now there's all these famous songwriters that write songs for, you know, pop stars. So there's always one song and then there's multiple sound recordings, right, so Lennon and McCartney write Let It Be, but it's been recorded by everybody, right, from Celine Dion to you to me to the Beatles to, you know, Maroon 5 and everybody in between. So whenever you're dealing with music, you have to make sure that you have both sides or both of those participants kind of their approval. Some of those approvals are government mandated, right? So you can play anything on the radio as long as you are paying your ASCAP and BMI and CSAC money. Uh, you can you know, put something onto a streaming service um, you know, and as long as those same kind of streaming fees—I don't want to get into the Music Modernization Act—that's a st- right. That'll take care head. of it. Right, yeah. but but basically, you need to have a gr- you know the authorization of those people. Some of those rates, like mechanicals, if you want to make a download or stream it, our rates are set by the government. Um, unfortunately, or unfortunately, um, sites like YouTube although i always say people think youtube is the, the rules of god right they are still a corporation that makes rules they are synced right there's an audio visual um component uh, so what happens is that if you are going to marry music and picture you need what's called a synchronization license that is not mandated there is not a set rate like a mechanical rate or a, a, a pro public performance rate so that is negotiated between the parties same way you would have to negotiate to put your song in a Avengers movie, or you would have to, to negotiate to put a song in a TV show or a television commercial. So when people are getting paid on YouTube, that is not a government set rate, right? Or some negotiated rate with a, a government body that has been negotiated by Google, right? Who owns YouTube and the music rights holders um and so those rates and advertising that gets paid out and what those percentages are those are negotiated between those parties so so that's kind of the basis for this conversation right so um when we were at at we are the hits when we started it at sony the idea was hey i'm covering hallelujah by leonard cohen how do i make some money from it and so what usually happens is that someone says i want to use hallelujah in an advertisement or uh, whatever it might be so i'm going to go to sony and i'm going to give them some money And then I get to use it and whatever that deal is, I give them $10,000 and I go get to make a video promoting my car dealership, right? Um, In this case, what was happening was the amount of upfront money that YouTubers and content creators had to pay was in their mind exorbitant. And even though those rates are very low for anyone who's dealt with licensing music for digital media, it still is more than the kid who's going to get 20,000 views or a million views, not knowing how much money it's worth so we kind of flipped the switch and said well why don't we do it this way which is instead of you acquiring a license from us you in essence are going to grant us rights so the way we are the hits works is user x um i always seem to use the name fred for some reason but let's say fred makes a a, a cover of let it be so he's basically created three things uh or there's three things in his creation there's the song which is uh, controlled by lennon and mccartney or their music publisher there is the sound recording they played an instrument and sang and created an audio and then they recorded it so there's a video so there's three things in play that user fred has rights to the video because they are the ones that filmed it they See. have the right to the sound recording because they are the ones that recorded it what they don't have unfortunately is the song which is at the root of what they've created so when you are someone who is lice, who is who is kind of um, of a, a, acquiring rights, like We Are the Hits was. What we did is that, okay, we have the rights from the Sony ATV collection. We need, so we can put that on one side. So we have the song part. Now we need to get these other rights, the video and the song. So we'll acquire those two. So what happens basically is these users, in essence, grant We Are the Hits a license. So now we have a full cleared asset. We have these publishing rights. We have these sound recording rights. We have these music video rights. We now have created all the rights we need to make a claim. We can get into what that means on YouTube in a second. Yep. we can now claim that entire asset. Advertising runs. A dollar comes in, and we pay everybody the agreed-to rates. So we give Lennon McCartney a, some, a, and a, we yeah, give Fred some. Yep. So That's every everybody who needs to
0: be paid, correct, gets paid. That's right. And At so that, it, things right. don't get yanked down, and things don't get blocked, and things don't.
1: Generally, I would say that there's a 99%, right? right. Like, you know, It'll right. Look, Don Henley, for example, does not like people covering his music. He just doesn't like it, right? Prince didn't like it. Right. So there may be certain artists that say, no, you can't do that and I'm gonna take it down, right? And those, in our system, those songs are blocked, but there's always the chance that, you know, someone puts up a video that Taylor Swift doesn't like, right? She's a big cat person and there was a video one time that put up by a guy who was using her song and there was a video and he was being mean to a cat. And she said, I don't want that video up there. That's not what I so believe even If
0: someone idea. goes and gets a license and they're granted that license, and then they do a video that the artist doesn't like, Correct. the artist can then go back and get the points oh. down as
1: well. That's right. Um, that, because we're not in a position or you know, YouTube, and this is a YouTube issue, not necessarily a We Are The Hits issue or any other company, right? Like you don't ask someone, are you making a video where you're mean to cats? Right. right. But if you are, let's say, a mean to cats, you're in the mean to cats business and you call Sony ATV and say, Hi, I'm running mean to cats.com and I'd like to use a Taylor Swift song, they would have the opportunity to say no. Right. So when you have this kind of open door for people to put content up, you also have the rights, you know, Taylor Swift's not going to give YouTube the rights unless she has the ability to also, take down content that she thinks is offensive or Her brand, or ahead, her brand. Right. And And we've seen artists do this across you know, uh, you know. for example, Madonna doesn't like people, if she's going to tour, she doesn't want people performing her music. So let's say there's a Madonna, I don't know, symphonic Madonna concert going on out there. She will not allow that to happen when she's gonna be on tour. So that's more of a time-based thing it. than it is a content-based, but, it, but it's always their right to take those things down.
0: So let's talk about claims here for a second. Yep. Uh, I, I get this a lot. Uh, my clients will come back and say, Rick, I I put my video up on YouTube and now all of a sudden the claim's been marked that I don't own my song or own my publishing. And what I always tell them is you should probably go to your distributor because they're the ones usually putting up the claim if they're collecting your publishing. This is for original material right now. I know you guys cover cover songs, but I also know that you worked in that world for a while. What suggestions would you give to someone that says my original song (laughs) just got claimed and I can't unblock my channel. What would so, you, so I, would so you I, give I, that?
1: So let's, let's take one step back. I, mean, I just want to finish the We Are The Hit story really quickly, right? Because I think this is an important piece. Um, and then I'll get to to that and I and my favorite analogy, which I, um, I haven't copywritten it yet, but I'm, I'm working on it. It's getting there. Uh, it's, it's, getting, it's getting there. I've, I've, it's been honed over the years. So yes. so one of the things that's important about publishing is the Beatles, You know, Lennon and McCartney are generally, their songs are together and their publishing is together. What happens with a lot of pop songs is, you know, you have multiple writers. So for example, a Bruno Mars song might have six writers on it or Drake or Jay-Z. Z. counted one earlier that had 13.
0: That's right, right. Do, 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 right no, in what? your library. I went just <laughs> looking, I'm like, right.
1: Right, we're, we're, we're not, a, we're, we won't talk about the Beastie Boys. So um, so the, one of the big issues that we have with We Are The Hits, which is also important so people will understand the claiming part, Uh, is you have to get all those people together. So it's easy to go, not easy, but it's easier to go get the rights to a song that was written by one person. So historically speaking, 60s, 70s, 80s, early 90s, most, you know, the most popular band, you know, Bruce Springsteen wrote all his own music, right? Madonna maybe had some writers, um, but there were bands, right? So the Who wrote all their own music, the Beatles wrote their music, Rolling Stones wrote their music, Tom Petty, et cetera. As we moved into more current pop, you start having a ton of songwriters on things. You got a top liner, you got a, you know, someone who does good at this and they're a lyric person, right? So you now have multiple songwriters. So let's say the five of us write a song together. I'm with Sony, you're with Universal, someone's with Concord, this person's independent. Now it's international. So internationally Concord works with Cobalt, right? So it's very complicated to get all those pieces together. So when we were we were the hits, obviously we were Sony only because we started there. So I acquired it from Sony and got it out of Sony, so we could sign up all the other publishers to have full coverage of songs. That is the most complicated part, I think. If 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 this was back in the '70s and '80s, and you know the bands were what they were, you know if you wanted to cover Tom Petty, you just had to call Tom Petty, right? You had to talk to one publisher. Now you want to cover. You know, even Taylor Swift used to write all her own songs and that's not the case anymore, right? So that's the complicated part of publishing is you can think you can have it and you can have 75% of it covered, but then this one writer has a kind of a screw you attitude or goes on vacation or is an independent or doesn't care, right? Or more often, that's the one song they own 25% of. So it's very valuable to them. So for example, Liz Rose, who writes a bunch of Taylor Swift stuff, she's not as rich and famous as Taylor Swift is, right? So if Taylor Swift may want someone to use her music and she may say, great, you can use it, Liz Rose may be like, wait a minute, I don't have a tour where I make $100 million. So if you wanna use the song I wrote 25% of, I'm sorry, you gotta pay me more money because this is the only song that makes me money, right? So, you, so there's always competing forces in publishing, which is different than the record company, which owns an asset completely. So it's very important for everyone to understand that it's it's complicated to begin with, but then there's also a kind of a you know a level of difficulty based on song type, right? So you know if, if you go to a publisher, a lot of times they'll be like, I, you know, you think you want this song, but if you use the 1975, we control that 100. percent So do that, right? So th- sometimes you'll see that that ownership piece ha- adds a level to this. You see that, that
0: a lot in film and television when a they'll ton. go and they'll get, you know, they'll, they'll have. They'll go to artists, really good, you know, artists, and say, "Hey, why don't you guys cover these like ten songs in your own cool style?" Because we've already got the publishing cleared, but the person over here doesn't want to let the master recording go, and we don't want to pay the Rolling Stones a million dollars. We'd rather pay you twenty-five thousand dollars. You hear that a lot. So that's right. When you go to wearethehits.com and you go into choosing your song, those songs have already been cleared. Through Idea So you're never gonna have to sit there and go, well, we still need to go get Billy Bob over here who's on vacation. Okay, so everything is cleared and you guys have quite an extensive library right now. Yeah,
1: we got, we we have all the major publishers. We have, you know, we have the majority of of the stuff out there. So um, now back to your claiming question. Yeah,
0: because the claims are coming.
1: The claims are coming. Yeah, and this, let me just, Switch this
0: up real quick. He explained how someone with multiple people could go in and claim. Right now we're getting a lot of where your original music is being claimed and you're confused because you're like, I did a cover, I, I did a song, one of my own songs, put it up on YouTube and YouTube said, you don't own this. I always tell people go back to their distributor because for a lot of independent artists, your distributors also acting as your publisher to collect money. Now I toss this back into Larry's because is <laughs> it in the publishing world. That's right. So, so by giving them good advice to go to their distributor first. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Like oh, so, so let me go to my uh, not yet copyrighted. I can never
0: I'm, I'm going to copyright it today. Go ahead. Okay. And so be very clear. I, I would saying.
1: say YouTube, when it comes to music, is a foot inside a sock inside a shoe, and what I mean by that is the foot is the song. That's the composition asset. Okay. Around that foot is the sock, right? That sock is the sound recording. And then those two things fit into a shoe and that shoe is what's called a music video. So whenever you're thinking about music specific claims on YouTube, there are other types of claims but let's keep this specific to music. It's a foot inside a sock inside a shoe. And the people that make claims either represent feet, (laughs) they represent socks or they represent shoes. So let's start with the foot. Okay. So the foot is the song. So those are music publishers who control that. And that music publisher can be a major music publisher, um, you know, Sony, Universal, Warner, etc. It can be an independent music publisher. It can be your distributor that you have granted those rights to make that claim for you. Okay. So if you're an individual writer, Fred, let's go back to Fred, the famous Fred. Fred writes a song called... I gotta wear glasses, okay? Um, Fred writes this song, he records it, and he uses CD Baby, TuneCore, et cetera, um, to distribute that. My hunch is, though I've not looked at their agreements in a while, my hunch is you're granting that distributor the rights for your sound recording and potentially if you sign up for them to represent your publishing, right? So um, maybe it's, or you go through Song Trust, right? There, There are multiple people who deal with the publishing around independent artists, but let's for a second to make it easier, assume that it's all in one place. Yeah. So you use CD Baby for your uh, for your uploading um, and they use SongTrust to, to represent your publishing. So let's just say it's CD Baby. Um, now you have created the sound recording that they get to distribute, they give it to Spotify, they give it to Pandora, they give it to Tidal, they give it to Apple, they, et cetera, et cetera. They are also now gonna represent that sound recording and potentially the publishing on these other platforms. We'll get to Facebook in a second. Let's just keep it specific to YouTube. So now they're gonna represent it on YouTube. So now you are going to upload a video of that. Now, maybe you've granted those rights to CD Baby. Let's say you have not. Let's say you just specifically have granted them audio rights, you now have the Fred, youtube channel and um which i believe there was a fred you an early youtuber named fred really popular popular yeah. name and like the the angry orange right or something that's like that yeah maybe that's why fred's in my head as my uh my youtuber um anyhow so now you have CD Baby that's out there representing your sound recording out in the world, right? So they're making sure that it's on Spotify. And if you get a million spins, you get paid. And it's represent and making sure that when it's on Pandora or Title or all this stuff that you're getting paid. But it's also now looking on YouTube to see if it's being used. So what will happen is Fred will make a video and it's him in his backyard and his, you know, and he's made a video um, you know, playing his song and he uploads it to his channel, which he has control of. Let's let's put aside that that channel may be with a a, a youtube network right that adds another layer of complexity but let, let's just say for a minute that he's an independent and he's big enough to get paid directly by youtube because there's a you got to be this tall kind of thing with youtube now a certain number of viewers and all that stuff to hours, be able to get paid. okay so now what's going to happen is fred's going to go that's my asset i made this video it's my song and it's my publishing and he uploads the video and it gets some views now what will happen is the youtube system will hear that song Okay, it'll hear the song I Wear Glasses and CD Baby, who is now representing that sound recording, like I said, maybe the publishing, maybe not, but let's just stick with the sound recording, which is basically they're in the sock business, right? Right. Uh, Fred has uploaded a shoe, which has his sock and his foot in it, (laughs) right? But now CD Baby, because it has this automatic Shazam type of content ID happening in YouTube, CD Baby may not be actively pushing a button to say that's it, but the YouTube system is going to make that claim. So what in essence is happening is Fred has granted CD Baby these rights. Fred has uploaded a video and then the YouTube system is making that claim. So you're right. What usually is happening is everything's happening as it should. And what Fred in this instance should think about is, okay, I'm going to get that money, right? Hopefully, if the system works correctly, sure. when an advertising comes in a dollar comes, a dollar will go to CD Baby, CD Baby takes her cut, let's just say it's 20%, CD Baby takes her 20% and then Fred will get 80 cents. It can be a little, sk- you know, I think people, and this happens all the time with, we are the hits artists, oh my God, a claim. And there's a difference between a claim and a copyright strike, right? Yeah. A copyright claim is the way the system is supposed to work. A strike is when you've done something wrong. So people just get a notification. It's almost like you get a letter from the IRS and you freak out and the IRS says, we've just changed you. We've updated your address. And you're like, oh, okay. Right? But when you're opening the letter, you freak out. Um, and that's just like, we're just letting you know that we know that you've moved down the street, right? And so you get a little freaked out. Oh my God, I got a letter from the IRS or whatever it might be. but re- Or it's like when you get a call from you know the, the credit card company on fraud alert, right? All of a sudden your credit card company calls you and you freak out, but it's working as it should, right? So- that's what's happening so you're right what they should do is talk to their distributor to either say hey I didn't grant you those rights right or can you confirm that on my statement I'm gonna see this 80 cents that comes through
0: got it and now let's end with when will Facebook catch up Uh, I don't know any other better question to ask so 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 let me catch up
1: you know so let me just give a little history of YouTube before we talk about Facebook because I think that you know, I think what you're seeing is kind of a replication of what happened with YouTube. And I think uh, it's important that people understand the history so they can be aware of that it's not taking Facebook as long as people think. um, And what I believe will happen in the future. So, So YouTube was this place that had a bunch of people uploading videos, right? And there was copyright infringement all over the place, but it became super popular. So two companies, Fox and Google came in to buy it. Uh, and I think everyone should be thankful that it was Google Um, and the reason Google was the right one to buy it was Google already had this ability for Google Ads right so you used to have a website and you would sell coffee mugs that you know had pictures of whatever animals on them and you had a website or a blog or you know whatever it was and then you could put Google Ads on your page and if you got a bunch of visits and Google Ads were there you could get a check from them so when you signed up with Google Adsense You put in your bank account information, you put in this stuff, and then ultimately if you got a million visitors, next thing you know, you're getting a check in the mail because you allowed there to be ads for whatever, right? Um, Walmart to be on your website and you got paid. So you had created the relationship between you, a user, Google and a money transaction, okay? No one else had that. Yahoo didn't have that, Fox didn't have that, um, or News Corp, right? And Facebook doesn't have that, right? So you don't get paid from Facebook right now. So what happened was YouTube went around to all the rights holders. This wasn't just music rights holders. These are films and uh, name and likeness companies, right? Pictures of George Clooney, wire image for pictures of the Oscars, all the TV shows. So if you put up clips of Seinfeld and said to everybody, like, here's a bunch of money because we got to figure out this one-to-one relationship. So when there's advertising on Fred's video, Fred can get paid. And if Fred is singing, let it be, Lennon and McCartney can get paid. And it took him about three years. Uh, I was at Sony at the time, a lot of these negotiations were happening. And it took him about three years and Google said, look, here's a bunch of money. You figure out how to pay everybody. And so what most of these rights holder companies did was say, well, we're going to assume that what's getting played on YouTube is similar to what's getting played on K-Rock or what's getting played on radio stations. So if Taylor Swift is 10% of our payout and we got a million dollars from YouTube, we're gonna assume that 100,000 of that is for Taylor Swift, okay? There was a lot of argument over that, the best way to do it, is that fair? Yeah, Yeah, but like, you know, I don't know how else you do it, right? And I wasn't part of that conversation over how people got paid, so don't hold that on me. But I think that was the general idea was, well, we're gonna pay this out pro rata based on some formula, right? And did some people make more than they should? Sure. Did some people make less than they should? Sure, that's the kind of the nature of it at the time. But then ultimately what they created was Content ID. And what Content ID did was, it allowed on an asset by asset basis for things to get claimed, so then you knew specifically that Fred's video had the following things in it. A Seinfeld clip, a picture of Julia Roberts, and you know a song by Lennon and McCartney. And then money would come in, and then those rights holders based on the type of claim and the negotiation that happened got paid this money, okay? But that took a long time to create, okay? Now, the, what YouTube had when their benefit was, it was very easy. I click play on this video or this playlist, and an ad runs it's very easy to say there was an ad for pepsi on fred's video okay so that's how youtube did it and it's like it took them three years or more and then their and then their shazam type matching had to be better right so it used to be when you would look under the hood of youtube at you know 20 percent of the videos had claims on them now 85 percent or more i don't know the exact numbers but a lot have claims so it's doing better to actually create a one-to-one scenario of actual song or piece of content being used and getting paid. So they Facebook's got paid, right? That's right. So so Facebook has a little different issue, right? Number one, there's the scrolling, which is a little different. So yes, you could potentially have a video ad. So if I'm scrolling through and I stop and I'm watching Fred's video, that's one thing. But you also have ads on the side. So how do you know when I'm scrolling that I stopped on Fred's video or my post that it's my kid's birthday or you know whatever. So so they may have and maybe their algorithm is able to test that. But so they have that issue, right, of, of a direct one-to-one relationship between advertiser and viewership. And they currently don't have a way for Fred to get paid, right? Because Fred has not set up a specific account with their banking details. They don't have AdSense to do it. So where Facebook is going is they are going to have a similar content ID system. That's why they hired everybody who built it on YouTube, went to Facebook. That's right. Um, I'd like to see the stock portfolio of all those people, but that's a different uh, that's a yes. different story. But but so they have built a similar what I like to call a basically it's a yes no maybe so system, right? Yes, you can monetize my content, a la Taylor Swift. No, you can't, a la Don Henley. Or the maybe so, which is I don't know yet, which is the basically the track functionality on YouTube. So it's yes no maybe so will come to Facebook soon, I would think. I would, li- it's obviously coming soon because now major labels are able to put their videos up there.
0: Well, right? and I think one of the biggest complaints that artists have is that, you know, they would like to go do Facebook lives and right. they would like to upload their video and be paid a streaming royalty like they are everywhere else. So, right. and then I think two is that like TikTok, hell, you could just go put anything up on TikTok. Nobody's making any money on it. It's right. just, they just kind of come they're, to they're live with coming it. Too.
1: Right, yeah. but they're they're coming too, and so and so all of these companies, Triller, TikTok, Pinterest, right, every social media company that has visual and audio on it, right, um, is going to come up with this system. The issues are gonna be, I think, are three things: direct attribution, Fred's Fred's video, Fred's money, right. And advertisers want that direct attribution too. Look, I mean, I'm, a, I'm I grew up in Chicago and I, I live in New York. When I wanna listen to Chicago sports radio to get aggravated by the Cubs, um, you know, I turn on my radio app and I get ads for Chicago things. That's wrong. I don't live there. I shouldn't get ads for Chicago things. I should get ads for New York things because that's where I live,
0: right? So should they, lock you should log in to figure out where you are.
1: Correct, so they haven't done a good job of that, of targeting the advertising to me. Okay, so advertisers don't like that. They don't want their, you know, uh, flood uh, recovery business in, you know, Arlington Heights, Illinois, to right. be sent to me. I live in Manhattan, right? So, so advertisers would rather pay for very specific. I need, you know, guys that just I keep talking about just got glasses. I want I'm right. Warby Parker. I want to advertise to Larry Mills in Manhattan and tell them that there's a showcase store on, you know, uh, West Fourth Street, right? So, so. That is part of the direct attribution piece that they're gonna wanna have, right? That everyone wants. So that's step one that these companies need to do. Number two is they gotta figure out this monetization piece one to another, right? Where not only can you attribute that to me or Fred, but then me or Fred can get paid. What the labels do with this new kind of major label content, and we can get into what Vivo is in a minute. They're ba- so Vivo, they're in the shoe business, <laughs> right? So Vivo's going to record companies to get the socks. They've gone to publishers to get the feet. They've created music videos and that's the business they're in. So what they can do is they can do a large deal and say, okay, you want my major label content. It's very specific. Everyone know it's high value, right? Maybe Fred's cover is good or bad, but the you know, Taylor Swift folklore video is of high value and YouTube and, and Facebook will pay for that as part of their deal with those publishers or with Vivo. So that's why, and that's why well, YouTube did the same thing. That's why Vivo was first, right. right? Because it was a specific set of, a finite amount of content of high value that they can pay for, right? They didn't have to worry about Fred yet, right? I'm gonna deal with Taylor Swift first, I'll deal with Fred later. So that's what Facebook's doing, which is I think a very good sign because Facebook doesn't want to just pay these people millions of dollars and not know how much money they're making. It right. can't just be a cost of they would rather have it be a cost of goods sold. They'd rather it be 40% or 50% or 60% of something versus a flat number that may turn out to be 90% of something, right? Or 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 how it was early, 110% of something, right? So they want to get to a point where they can have direct attribution so they can build their business knowing dollar comes in i pay rights holders 50 i keep 50 they're not there yet but i think everyone should be encouraged that the that the the official music videos have started which shows that they are well on their way of attribution which ultimately will lead to individual users being able to do it too
0: well and i also think too when you saw that when you watched a video and started to scroll that your video went and stayed in the top right that facebook realized that okay people want to hear music they want to watch videos, but we still need them to stay here and scroll and hopefully see Correct. that sponsored ad about the UGG boots that they looked at earlier and still right. buy, so they're going to extend your reach by posting native, organic, original content. It's just gonna help you out. Uh, we are hits.com. if you need to go get a license so that you and everyone can get paid, uh, go check them out. Uh, they've also got a great uh, section in there. You can just go search their library. I also like to break it down by charts uh, where you can go and say, okay, what are the hot songs right now? If you uh, are on YouTube and you're wanting to know what people are going to be searching for, go check out the hot charts, get ahead of the game, go ahead, grab yourself a license, get that video up. I know that's what, you know, the Tyler Ward's in the day and all of them were doing is they would go to the charts and they would say, okay, these 10 songs, people are going to be searching them. Right. Let me go ahead. Grab a license. Uh, know that you can get paid. You know that's the big thing. And uh, check it out once again. We are hits.com. Larry, I appreciate you. Uh, glad that I was able to be one of the first people to get video of you with your new glasses. I know.
1: Well, they're only reading, so I can, I, 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 I call my. Chuck, I call my Chuck Schumer. Right. I don't yeah, Like that. Uh, Fifty-three.
0: <laughs> I, can, I tell people I can see a blonde hair on a donkey. Or a camel from across the room, but I can't read my phone right in front of my face. I don't
1: know. One quick class of story. So I have young kids and they go to school and then the principal at the school um, recommends books for the parents to read to know where he's coming from with education. So he has this one book about, you know, when it's important in young childhood education, all these really important things. So it's kind of a school book club. And so my wife reads the book and she goes, "Oh my god, you got to read this. It's great." And so I pick it up. I go, "I can't read this." She goes, "It's not scary. Like you can read it." I'm like, "No, no. I, I, I can't read it." <laughs> She's like, "It's not offensive. You're going to be fine." I'm like, "Oh, maybe I need glasses." <laughs> and so I then also I'm like, "Wow, it's so much easier to read." <laughs>
0: That's crazy. We will listen Stay Safe. Uh, Thank you, I appreciate you, you again. Once again, we are the hits.com. You can find their links uh below this video if you are watching uh, on YouTube, that's where you will find them. If you are listening on the podcast, it's it's, it's easy. Wearethehits.com. All right. Thanks, Rick. Awesome, man. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast, and thank you for the question. As you see, there is no one-size-fits-all model with the music business, so I do appreciate that. To help you figure out where you are and where you want to get to, head on over to the website, rickparker.com and take the Are You Ready for a Manager assessment. While you're there, you can also click on the podcast link and leave a message. And who knows, maybe you'll be featured in an upcoming episode. If you know someone who can benefit from this, I would really love it if you would give it a share, if you would subscribe it onto whatever platform that it is that you're listening to, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Ciao. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water. You drown by staying there.